0: Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now
1: on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Welcome to another episode of the Talk and Power podcast, episode
2: 87. And I'm joined with my co hosts, Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth. Welcome, guys. How are we?
3: Good Nick. Yeah, hey, Nick. Pretty
2: good. That's good. Good to hear. Hey, guys, um, lots happening. We've got a special guest coming on tonight. We've got David Smith about to join us. He's in the uh, waiting room, so we'll 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 get on to him shortly. He's going to give us an update on all things Targa, which I've been really looking forward to following up on. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, lots, lots of news today. Uh, it's Monday, the 8th of June, as we record this. It's the evening of uh, Monday, the 8th of June. And, um, look, there's been some pretty serious news that's gripping the world right now. And I think we need to touch on it right now. Uh, this is very, um, don't know how to bring this news, but, um, Renee Gracie, I can confirm has left the career in V8 supercars and has, um, joined the adult film industry and, um, yeah, I don't know how, you know, this, this news broke. I thought this was going to be funnier, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's actually not, not you know, funny, but is I, it? I, I,
0: I've got to tell you, I, I think that the big question on everyone's mind is, will she be teaming up with Simone? <laughs> and, and I don't know about you guys, but do you think think that the the supercars missed out on a an opportunity here because i mean if she was still competing can you imagine what the supercar calendar would
3: look like <laughs> oh yeah the, yes. especially the gold coast round the gold coast round would go bananas <laughs> Guys, <laughs> oh, yeah. i meant the
0: actual calendar you hang on the wall but anyway oh oh well, that's right but hey. uh, listen before we get we going uh, we I, I just need stuff, to man. uh I need to apologise uh, uh, regarding the Whoop Ass Wednesdays. Um, I, I uh, wasn't aware that they uh, <sighs> they changed the format so that the burnouts are uh, at the end of the night rather than in the middle of the night. Apparently, it's been like that for a couple of years. I was informed by uh, Ray Treasure just recently. Now, now, uh, you know, I just want to add. That it was an honest mistake because I, I haven't raced there since we took the Camry down there. Um, even though I'd really like to be involved with the Red versus Blue, but unfortunately, every time we put a car together for the Red versus Blue, like the XY and and the BA, um, they change the rules. So, uh, big shout out to the the you know Ray and the guys at the Motorplex. Uh, Apologise for that mistake.
2: In all seriousness, um, yeah. Look, I mean Ray Ray reached out and said that. Uh, What we said in that last episode wasn't uh, strictly true, so we sincerely apologise for that. And big shout out to Ray. We are keeping in constant dialogue with Ray at the moment, and that brings me to my next news. I actually spoke with someone at Venues West today, Monday the 8th of June, and there is a meeting tomorrow with um, Venues West and the Sports Minister, the Honourable Mick Murray, fingers fingers crossed fingers crossed we're we're reasonably confident we're going to have some some good news out of that meeting and um, all the things that we may have alluded to that we weren't sure what was happening Um, to be fair to us no one had indicated or given us any direction as to a reopening date there may not be a reopening date still as of this meeting but we believe the news out of the meeting will be a lot Positive than what we previously heard. So, so fingers crossed. So, you,
0: do you want to do you want to you know start some rumours or <laughs> no no we better not. keep we, it to
2: ourselves or we'll just keep it to ourselves for now. Look, oh, okay. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, look, um, Ray and I uh, we made a uh, collective agreement that we would keep in constant dialogue. Mind you, that information didn't come from Ray; it came from someone in venues West today. Uh, I had a phone call to just to follow up because I've been keeping in contact with Venues West and the Sports, and Mick, the Honourable Mick Murray's office as well. So we're just trying to keep on top of this, and it looks like the news will be uh, quite positive. And um, yeah, we're fingers crossed that we get that in the next few days.
3: And additionally, I did hear some good news from someone else on the weekend, um, but again, I can't say much until it's official. So we'll leave it's it there.
2: It's interesting. People tell us stuff, and they say can't say anything to anyone. So yeah, <laughs> I
3: I got a bit of a bollocking from someone over the weekend for saying something as well. So I've yeah, I'm apologising to them, saying sorry. Ha- just we'll wait and see. What, you, yeah, whose what name you name, you can't yeah. say? Yeah, no, I can't. I just that's <laughs> just I got a bollocking that. So anyway, okay. anyway, all right. It's time do. for a
2: break, gents. It is yeah. time for a break. Before we go to a break, I just want to I just want to announce we are doing a special giveaway to get to go in the running for the giveaway. You need to subscribe to the podcast and you can do that on our website, head to our website, scroll down and you'll see subscribe here and you just put your name and email address there. And each week, each week we'll be adding to the prize pool. So in a few weeks time, we'll make an announcement and I can disclose some of the prizes. So we've got this Ford, some Ford uh, tumblers, short tumblers. All right. A genuine talk and power shirt. Oh.
3: Genuine talking power shirt there. <laughs> I'm off <want> to enter. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and that's
2: an <laughs> <got his laughs> LED LED torch as well. Each week, oh. each
3: podcast will be adding to
2: the prize pool. So we'll be adding Is, that's it, is the, that a mag light? It is, is that a yeah. genuine mag light? <laughs> no, it's not genuine, no, it's genuine genuine selector. Sylvan selector. So. Selector, is it is it heavy selector. enough that you can hit someone with it? Not <laughs> really. No, no, I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't. No, not really. So but... it's absolutely useless to tow truck drivers. Then don't bother. <laughs> don't bother
1: entering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'll uh... organise some steel pipe or something
2: for the next one. All right. So in, yeah, in, <laughs> that's just the start. But yeah, get your yeah, So subscribe. Those that have already subscribed to us on our mailing list, you're already in the running. So. If you already, if you get an email, our weekly email and our monthly newsletter, no need to enter, you're already in the running. But if you're not, you're a listener, head to our website, subscribe, give us your email address, you are in the running. All right, and I just wanted to touch base also Shannon's. Shout out to Shannon's as well. The, in regards, we did an interview with James McDonald. Uh, they will be announcing another two events to the four events they already announced last week. So as soon as we get the go ahead on that, we'll catch up with James McDonald once again, and we'll touch base there. That is the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championship. Um, check that out. It's All things are really happening over there at the moment. Okay, on that note, yes, you're right, we'll take a short break and we'll be back with David Smith, Targa West, right after this. Okay, welcome back to the and Power podcast. We've got with us a special guest, David Smith from Targa West. David, thanks for joining us once again. How are you?
1: Mate, I'm Fantastic. Oh, that's we, good um, to hear. Easy, nothing like easing of COVID restrictions to um, improve one's morale when it <laughs> comes to events.
2: <laughs> I can imagine. So, I, I guess I'm assuming with the easing of restrictions, you've got some news or some information to, to tell us in regards to Targa West?
1: Oh, look, we'll never say that, you know, obviously with COVID, you've got to keep on your toes. As Billy Connolly says, the rules are going to change, so stay awake. But um, certainly the, since the since the last round of um, restrictions have eased, we've got very good news from um, Shire of Mandramup. They had a meeting last week and they're quite happy for us to proceed on the basis of our option two, which was pretty much a full competitive event. Um, the only difference is, is that instead of having sort of the show and shine slash street party after the event on the Saturday night, um, they're, they're quite rightfully sort of preferring not to run that and, and suggesting that we don't just peel it because it will drag people out and sort of in the current environment it's, it's probably not the best but certainly, um, you know, Target Southwest is go um, so yeah, looking forward to getting back out there and starting to talk to people about events Yeah, definitely. No,
0: if I could ask what, what is the, the crowd number restrictions or what do they expect the crowd number restrictions to be um, when we get to that date,
1: um, look, I, I honestly I don't know. Um, we're going ahead with on the basis that we believe that our event can comply to the current 100-300 rule. Um, the, the difficulty is is you know, we're sort of seeking some some guidance around the the per venue um, side of things. So sporting sporting organisations or sporting fields, I guess that have got distinct playing areas can actually apply to go above that 300 limit. If they can limit each area to a hundred, um, I guess where we sort of struggle is that, you know, we might have a 20 K stage, you know, yeah. what's the 300 <coughs> person limit on that. So we're sort of basing it on, on the fact that um, if we've got, say 40 competitors, that's 80, 80 crew, uh, we limit it to, you know, two service crew each. There's 160, a hundred odd, on, um, officials, you know, we're going to be under the 300, I'd suggest, for most of the event, even if everyone was in a service park at the same time. So I think there'll be another raising of restrictions between now and then, and touch wood it'll be 500, in which case we won't have an issue.
2: Yep. Excellent. Excellent. That is excellent news, Dave. So no, thanks for sharing that with us. In terms of Targa West, uh, which has got the October date, are we still looking... Uh, formidable in, in that that end of I think it was the 22nd of October wasn't it
1: yeah 22nd of the 25th of October um, look again I think as as long as as I guess as long as some protests that are going on recently don't affect a, a second wave then I, I think we're still looking good for that part of the again part of the thing we're sort of trying to get our heads around um, and then there's an events organization or uh, sorry an events body, I guess it's looking into it as well, is how does that 300 limit work on somewhere like Langley Park? Um, at the moment, it's incumbent on event organisers to actually obtain everyone's mobile and everyone's name. Yep. Um, you know, it would cost us, we've done some sums, it would cost us roughly $20,000 in fencing to, to close off Langley Park. Um, which is just impractical. The event just wouldn't proceed uh, on that basis. However, if we can funnel it down to sort of three or four entries and and man each entry, then it becomes feasible. And then it's a matter of, I guess, under the current guidelines, actually cordoning off the park into chunks and and sort of ensuring that there's not that many people in each chunk. Um, So the competitive side of it, not so worried. It's all the stuff that involves spectators or people coming to the event so Mm. you know ellenbrook there was between five and seven thousand people there last year you know to manage that and keep that under control is going to prove problematic um langley park again you know malaga so those main spectator points we just have to look at how i guess that works heading into october Touchwood yeah, okay. won't be an issue, and we'll be sort of back to almost normal, um, well as normal as we can be until there's a vaccine, I guess. But um, so yeah, interestingly, Langley Park, we had a meeting with the All Ford Day, and um, they're actually going to be tacking on to, to the Show and Shine on Langley Park. So they're actually tacking on beside the celebration of motorsport and Shannon's Classics on the on the river, so or Classics on the Swan as we say. Um, so that's exciting. You know, if they get four to five hundred cars there, that'll actually be absolutely brilliant and, and a rule sort of feather in both of our caps to make that happen. Well, you know what that means? Yeah. You know what that means? No, no, that means that... That's what it means. It <laughs> no, means that we can
0: finally bring the BA to one of your events. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it's a Ford. Do you think it'll actually get there though? Yeah,
0: yeah. it'll get there, What, well,
1: under its own steam. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you've heard the it you've doesn't heard the run term, on steam, it runs on methanol. But...
1: <laughs> you've heard the term you know, hostile vehicle mitigation. So, what, what we're looking at is we're probably going to put the trailers and cars around the edges of Langley Park to act as a barrier to protect the people inside. So, the BA, eh, mate, not a problem. We'll find somewhere special for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, know, you know what else it means, Simon? Is there also the XY as well?
0: Can
1: bring that up too. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, yes. We've well, we got, a, we got a, a date to work for now.
2: Mm. Yep,
0: yep. Well, there'll oh, actually be a couple of
1: XYs in Target West. I believe um, you know, Paul jelly's going to bring out yeah. the black XY and um, Roger, Red-Eye Roger, um, is going to bring his out as well. So the white one, he's been doing a bit of work since it sort of had an upside-down moment over East. Um, and the, I saw the car the other week and it's looking fantastic. So they're definitely two XY's cars. floating around.
0: Both beautiful um, cars.
1: On the target southwest side of things, one of the things that I know we've talked about it briefly before, we've turned it into a single day event rather than have it over the two days. And that's primarily because we feel that by that stage, there'll be a number of officials and certainly you know, competitors um, that would have used all of their holiday pay um, to sort of try and keep ahead of COVID. So we're trying to turn it into an event where they can travel down late Friday night and, and return home either Saturday night or Sunday. Um and and also just to sort of, I guess, try and limit the amount of people in town as much as it's sort of counterintuitive because obviously Shire and Manjumup are quite keen for us to go down there. We just feel that it's just probably a little bit too early to sort of start really getting back to normal and, and potentially spreading things around that, that we don't want in the community down there. So we've limited it to, to one day. Um, I guess that's had the advantage that, We've had a, revisited the costs of the event and saving a bit of money because of one less day for Motorsport Australia licence fees and saving on dinner in bits and pieces. It basically means that um, there's $170 saving on this year's event compared to what we were planning, um, which still makes it basically 100 bucks less than last year. So it's, I guess it's not a huge difference, but you know, 170 bucks in the competitors' pockets, I'm sure they'd be happier, happier with that.
2: Almost, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I think we 100%. spoke about that uh, when we spoke. When we caught up with Ross and yourself uh, a few weeks ago. I think that was mm. uh, the discussion. We, it, as a, as a, as an industry, I guess we've all got to be mindful of, of costs, costs that are incurred on the competitor and trying to keep those costs uh, down as best as possible during this year and and next, I really think for the next three years, really, we have to be mindful of costs incurred on competitors, spectators, and I guess the wider and even for yourselves as well, you know, as you said there before, the twenty thousand dollar offence to to Cordon off Langley Park, that's really not not feasible for, for, for your for your event. So yeah, we all need to be mindful of that, don't we? I, it's, I think um,
0: it's probably one of the, the first times I've heard of entry fees going down in my 30-year yeah. history of racing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I was actually oh, – it's a bit of a two-edged sword because I was actually hoping that there might be a bit more of a saving in there. But things like um, you know, ambulances, you know, we use Wilson Medic 1, and they still have to go down there. And because we're jamming it into one day, they're finishing too late to come home. So it's effectively exactly the same cost because they're down there for the same amount of time as if we'd finished the event lunchtime the next day. So things like that and fire and all that sort of stuff, the overheads are just still there. Um, And in all reality, things aren't getting any cheaper to hire. Like the cost for hiring toilets is just nuts. Um, So it's actually quite tricky, unfortunately, and, and we were hoping to make it a little bit more cost effective, but, Mate, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and yeah, no offence, but we've still got to put food on our tables too. we yeah, will be able to 100%. have butter with our bread and water soon, but <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, motorsport is a is a balancing act as well, and, and putting on events is the, you know the the other side that the competitors and the fans don't always um, think about or don't take into account the promoters uh, incurred costs as well. So no, we certainly appreciate what um, what the team what, what you guys are doing and that's why we thought we'd get you on again and just give us an update because motorsport in Australia you know we've had some some pretty good news of recently I caught up with uh, James McDonald of Shannon's as well and we've got a release there of Motorsport Australia calendar which has been extended by the look of it in the next couple of days as well with another two events. Mm-hmm. So all these things are starting to come back to, to fruition. So I think it's you know
1: some great news. And there's so much planning going on behind the scenes. So you know, Motorsport Australia released their return to race plan. Um, and, and part of that is a whole stack of um, policies, procedures, checklists around COVID-19. Every time I go on there, there's, there's a new something new in relation to COVID-19. So yep. just as something as simple as their disclaimers and the official sign-on sheets, they've all now got a COVID-19 clause in them. Um, you know, we're doing stuff slightly different in scrutiny, with documentation, we have to have a COVID-19 venue plan, venue in inverted commas, um, and there's a, so much work going on behind the scenes with that, you know, we've got a gravel event on the on the 18th of July, um, which will be sort of the, the first, I like, guess, post-COVID rally, so... Hopefully everything will all be nice and hunky-dory there and, and we'll mm. be able to sort of take the learnings from that and, and put it into the, well, this Tiger South West's um, plan as well. But there's so much going on behind the scenes, particularly over East, because they're sort of a bit of a step ahead of us. They're getting some bigger events off the ground. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see um, how they go. I think there's something on like this weekend or next weekend. Um, it's got the Bates Brothers entered in it. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But some for the good. You know, I think it'll actually, I think it'll actually be beneficial. Some of the stuff they're putting into place, um, if we can keep it in place afterwards, I think it'll actually streamline you know, a lot of documentation, a lot of drivers briefing stuff. I think it'll actually be quite positive. Yeah. Um, if it all pans out the way we're planning on it.
2: Sure. Targa Bunbury, can you tell us? Can you elaborate yep. a little bit there? That's right in December, so it, that's still.
1: It's, Look it's again. Um, heading down the path of pretty much um the same as what we we had planned so um i guess the main change that we're looking at there is a saturday afternoon into evening event yep. um, we actually did that for two reasons primarily to again try and minimize the time away for people so yep. they could if they wanted to travel down saturday morning um, but the second was we were a little bit concerned about how hot it might be so by sort of moving it into you know, the sort of mid-afternoon into evening, hopefully it'll actually be you know, quite, a, quite a good event. The feedback on that time change has been absolutely phenomenal. I, I haven't yeah, okay. had anyone complain about it, and they're all suggesting it's a good idea. So if it actually works out as well as what we expect it to, I think it might be something that we'll actually do going forward. Um, we're also planning it'll, it'll be the last event of the Target Cup, so it'll be the last event of the actual Shannon's Rally Sprint Series, um, and obviously the awards for the for the GT Fabrication Bumper Sprint as well. So there'll be a threefold presentation at mm. that event. So um, hopefully, you know, with the easing of restrictions further, we'll actually be able to have you know a bit of a barbecue and a and a few quiet drinks for and, and to actually celebrate all the various winners of those three different championships.
2: That sounds Excellent. great, no? Isn't it? yeah. Out of all of this, isn't it funny, like, I think we'll, I think motorsports, not just motorsports, but all sports, we might learn something, not just learn something, but try something new this year and think, you know what, that's a great idea. We should, we should continue doing that. And I think new traditions will be born out of COVID-19. I really do.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's been, it's given people the reason to challenge, I guess, the way they've done things. Um, And it's also given people the time to actually do that. Um, So, you know, we've, to be honest, we've been pretty much going ahead as if all of the events were were going on. So we've still been, you know, working behind the scenes as we normally do. Um, So we sort of haven't had the luxury of having as much time off, I guess, for for want of a better word. Um, But it, it has forced us and a lot of other events to actually really look at what they're doing and work out what's important, what does work, paring the events back to what the competitor wants rather than putting all the fluff around it mm. um, and and really sort of reviewing everything. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a yeah. really positive thing. You know, some of the things that we're, we're hearing from um, Motorsport Australia in, in sort of the documentation side of things, um, you know, what they're planning with, with their online entry systems and, and their online systems as a whole um you're very positive yeah. so and again because they've had time to do it
3: yeah. so if anything
1: yeah. <laughs> coming out yeah. of covid so quickly means that we haven't been able to do exactly what we wanted to do because <laughs> we're yeah. going back into running events yeah uh, but you know, look i think in fairness whether you like them or don't like them you know i know people don't like me because you got rid of rally australia blah 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 but you know and i'm personally not a labor voter but now, I think he's done a pretty good job at, at keeping his hand on the helm over what we've had to go through over the last few months. And likewise with SCOMO, I think he's yeah. done a pretty good job. I think we're all in agreement the there. No yeah. doubt about it. We, we all
2: come from different sides of the political fence. But when it came to COVID-19, I think our government in Western Australia, I think this is about the fourth podcast in a row I've said this, but <laughs> hand, yeah. handled it really well. And same with the federal government as well. So certainly no complaints. Yeah. So David, have you got any other news for us before we finish up here or is... is um, oh, I yeah, guess the main two takeaways
1: them? were, you know, Targa We're we're back on board, ready to go. Um, today I've, I've uploaded the supplementary regulations, I've updated all the information on the site with all the, the current COVID information. Um, you know, the entry forms has been updated with to reflect the, the discounted or the, the lower entry fees. Um, and then on Targa West, just the guys from all four day it's you know, if we can get away with Langley Park, it's going to be a fantastic day. And obviously, being in October, it won't be half full of water, which will be, uh, which will be the first yeah. many years. But it'll be fantastic to see all of the Fords out there, um, as well as the Celebration of Motorsport, the Shannons Classics on the Swan, and 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 obviously the Target City Sprint, all going on at the same time. It'll actually be a brilliant day as long as, um, hopefully, by that stage Cove is under control and we can get a heap of spectators down there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And who knows, maybe uh, moving forward, this is uh, the future for all Ford day as well. And, you know, uh, there's no reason why it can't be. I, I, I know that the, the agreement they have with and Day oval has been a great one and they've done, you know, really well there. But who knows? I, I hope, I sincerely hope that moving forward that
1: that becomes a permanent
2: fixture as well.
1: I think they, they move it around every couple of years, apparently. They mentioned that they've been up to York a couple of times. And yeah. as you say, Bass and Dean. And for some reason, when we first started talking to City of Perth, someone said it was the Mustang, Mustang Club. So um, we just thought it was Mustangs. And then when we found out it was the all Ford day, were like, oh, this is actually going to be quite good. So yeah. um, Especially Langley Park in October. I reckon they'll, um, they'll have a pretty good turnout. And I'd be surprised if they don't get sort of 500 cars there. If we've yeah. got another five hundred on celebration motorsport, and another two or three hundred on Shannon's classics on the Swan, I, I think it'll actually be a lot of Langley Park will be full up. That's for sure.
3: Mm. Oh yeah, 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 that's
2: good. Well, Marcus yeah. down for four <laughs> cars. That is Ooh. The
1: BA. The, the BA. <laughs>
2: Actually make us down for five then.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
1: well Troy it, will be competing for sure, so we'll put him down for Alright,
2: so go back to four then, just for four yeah. years in Troy's
1: car competing, yeah. Have you got a yeah. co driver, Troy or? Uh working on it. I I who don't know. There's so that we were talking about what was her name again? Some ex supercar uh, driver. Oh that,
3: yeah, um, Renee.
1: That's it, Renee. <laughs> Renee, yeah.
3: Renee, oh, Renee. Gracie. I I, I won't get anything done. I don't think.
1: So <laughs> um, i right, before we,
3: look, I was say, before we let we go, Dave. What's the actual dates we're looking at? And I mean, like, do we have some actual physical dates that we're looking at for these events? Or yeah,
1: put your spot start, now, yeah. I don't I? Oh, you have. Look. We we um, spoke about yeah. them last the three
3: episodes. Well, I know, but still, you know, people forget. <laughs> you it's for it's Twenty, 20 seconds until twenty-one. 20 yeah. yeah. I know.
1: So Targa Southwest is the eighth of August. Um, yep. So we moved um, Targa Southwest to the old Targa West date. So yep. Targa Southwest is the eighth of August. Targa West is the twenty-second to the twenty-fifth of October. Um, and then the Target Bunbury Sprint is in December, from memory, the 5th. Let me just double check that. I'm pretty sure it's, um, haven't even gone that far out. Target Bunbury Sprint, <laughs> 5th of December. Um, so that'll... All right. um, Does
2: that fit in with um, your calendar, Todd?
1: I was going to say, <laughs> you should have cleared those dates already,
0: yeah. Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, what were you guys thinking? What? Yeah,
1: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We, I forgot we were supposed to run and past you. You, got, uh, oh, yeah. you. you haven't got a hairdresser's appointment or something on any of those days. Yeah, <laughs> I wash my hair on
3: one of those days, you know, so <laughs>
1: just quietly. You're the same as me. It won't take long. Yeah. No, no, it's getting a bit, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh no. dear So yes yeah, no. so 8th of August 22nd to 25th of October And then the 5th of December And um, Yeah Subject to the discussions Which you guys have already Had a bit of a chat about About what's happening Down at the Motorplex Then um, Yeah Touchwood will be back into the Rally sprint season And the summer autocross season Down there as well yeah, sounds awesome. good.
2: We're looking forward to it We are looking forward to it Hey David Look Thanks for your time Once again Thanks for coming on Pass on our regards to Ross Hopefully he's feeling better soon And Yeah uh, you know, just shout out, or we'll catch up with you in a few weeks' time when we get a bit more of an update and, and uh, what's happening in the world of Targa.
1: No, is it all, guys? Thanks for your time. No worries, thanks, Dave. Right. Thanks, See you, Dave. See you. Bye. Bye.
2: Welcome back to the Talking Power Podcast, Episode 87. Thanks for David Smith for joining us. Unfortunately, Ross wasn't feeling the best, so he had to miss that, that interview. But uh, lots happening over there in the target world as well. So, you know, a couple of, I mean, up until six weeks ago, it was pretty down and out, weren't we? We were all yeah. sort of looking around at each other. We thought, geez, are we going to be able to put a podcast together and will we have enough material? In the space of sort of four to six weeks, we've gone full circle, so which is really, really great news, to be
3: honest. Yeah, that's good.
2: I'm excited. All right, three from TNP.
1: Three from
2: TNP. All right, our three from TNP this week was pick a car from the noughties. So that's from 2000 to 2009. Any country that will become or has already become a future collector's item. So I don't know, Todd, did you want to go first on this one?
3: Oh, no, I'll go second because I want to see what Simon's going for.
0: (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to go with the uh, the Ferrari 599 GTB released in mm. 2006. Uh, in my opinion a Ferrari needs to be V12 and it needs to be front-engined. Mid-engined things great for going around a racetrack but it's not where Ferraris Ferrari 250 <laughs> GTO is is the quintessential Ferrari and uh, I believe that the, the 599 GTB uh, really Uh, had that essence. It culminated in 2009 right at the end of the noughties uh, with the 599XX, which was uh, debuted at the Geneva Motor Show. Uh, It was capable of going 0 to 100 kilometres an hour in under three seconds and held the lap record at uh, Nürburgring for that year at 58.16. And as far as I'm concerned, that car was a classic even before the first one rolled off the lot. Mm, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and also 720 brake horsepower at 9,000 galloping RPM.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's Top like that, that one nice. boys. No, I, I think you've got us <laughs> oh, there, but, but, but we, I'm going to go value for money. I'm going to go value for money here. And I, I'll give you some honorable mentions, T T50, that's a bit of a the diamond in the rough. Uh, yeah. you, they're, 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 I think
0: I just vomited in my mouth. <laughs> they're, they're, they're,
2: they're oh, 30, no, they're thirty thousand dollars these days. About thirty grand for a, for an AU T fifty. About the that same was, it, an R. It, was my, it was an honourable
0: mention. You know, you know, a, Nick, uh, Ford Edsils are expensive now too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just saying. Uh, just saying. Uh, and um, I also said, would, would the Porsche Cayenne be from 2002? Would that uh, be part of the discussion You know what? Well?
0: I, I read that in the notes. I read that in the notes, right? And and I actually felt ill. I had to no. sit down and... Oh.
2: Hear me out here. It was, the, you it, was it, ground, it's, it was groundbreaking in the day. It really was. It was like the first the foray into SUVs. And it's what kept in many of these companies alive was the SUV. Yeah, I don't know, because I a lot of
0: there's a lot of idiots with money out there. That's why okay, it's just you
3: know. no, Ferrari familiar.
0: building SUVs and, uh, yeah. Rolls Royce. Lamborghini.
2: Uh,
0: Lamborghini. Well, Lamborghini, no, see Lamborghini is different because they had their version of the Hummer for the Italian army. So it <laughs> kind of like, you know, I'm not really offended by them building it, but that <laughs> Porsche, it's not only slow, it's ugly as well. And, You know, when you talk about a classic like the 599, for example, that's a car that's gone up in value and will continue to go up in value. Um, I had a quick look tonight on Gumtree. And and I think it's it's fitting that you can buy a Porsche on Gumtree. I think that that really fits in to the whole thing there, you know. Um, So, you can buy a a secondhand toilet or a Porsche. (laughs) So, I could pick one up for $13,000, right? That uh, proves that it is not a classic and really should never be spoken of again on this show.
2: That may become a future... Maybe. I said maybe. Anyway, my my (laughs) final choice wasn't... I said, would it be part of the discussion was the Porsche. My final choice was... And I think you're going to mock this one too, to be honest. The Audi... (laughs) All right, the first generation Type 42, released in 2006, V8 version. You can get those in Australia for under $100,000. And I think, I personally think that they are going to go. I think they've come down enough. I reckon they will come and start going back up again soon. The, I,
0: look, I, I think that that is a, a great car. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it, it's great value for money as well. I think the sad part about that car is that it is a, uh, well, now I don't think it's sad for the Audi. I think it's good for the Audi R8, but it's sad for Lamborghini. that um, The Gallardo is basically an Audi R8 that someone ran over with a steamroller and and put a (laughs) Lamborghini badge on. So it is great value for money. They are an awesome car. They're an incredible car. Um, and yeah, basically all all your bolt-ons, your twin turbo kits, and so on and so forth uh, that fit on the uh, the Lambo uh, fit because it is exactly the same car underneath, same engine, same transmission, mm. same suspension, quirky styling in in the same vogue as the TT. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I reckon that that's not a bad uh, not a bad pick there, Nick. Um, uh, it's yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But please don't ever talk about pregnant Porsches again on this show ever, or or for that matter. You know, the annoying part is there was already an SUV for people that had too much money. It was called a Range Rover. It's still available now. Um, You can buy one. You can go to Barbagallos, and you have to go well-dressed. They're in stock, as far as I know, and they're a great car. They're an absolute, built by a company that has always built SUVs. Mm. So why these other these other guys are just trying to cash in, but they're not the real thing. Let's face yeah. it. BMW X3, 4, 5, 6, 7 or 8, you <laughs> know, Rolls-Royce, whatever, you know, the Range Rover is still the one. That's the one.
2: Fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. What was I thinking? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Todd, think. your turn. Todd, are, you're Watch me get shot down now, all Right. <laughs> So, uh, firstly, some honourable mentions. E39 um, M5. And I'm appealing to the, the Simon BMW fan. Like, they're big, but they were, to me, they were one of the first M, M series that stuck in my mind. Like, and they're... That's, that's really tragic. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Because the original M3 is
0: arguably, you know, any BMW uh, purist is going to go... You know, I mean, the fact that they they did what they did and put a big four-cylinder in there yeah. is the first thing that, that was. I mean, that was groundbreaking, and the car won a lot of races too, not just here but in Europe. Yeah, uh, we had the JPS cars over here.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: remember Nick? I you do. Probably weren't born yet, Todd. But, but...
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I, I think Todd. So was why? Tough. Why that
0: one? Why not? Why not? Like
3: a because a, 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 I like a, the 46. big V eight. Like, you oh, know, fair enough, no, no, fair, cool, I'll play yeah, that. Yeah, right. and to me, I've got to say, arguably, also, it was the first time the V8 went into an M-Series. Yeah, Then they started, they started chopping doors off of them and putting the V8s, so, again, but a future classic, because a lot of people don't look at them. Like, that's the actual potential. Like, not many people, everyone wants an M3 or wants a later model M5. One of these, you grab them, okay, it's an old BMW, but, hey, you've got something that, in a few years, people are going to go, Oh, what have I got here? But I said honorable mention. Funnily enough, I think it's the same motor that's in the Range Rover.
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
3: <laughs> so the other one, honorable mention was um, the Volkswagen Golf R32, which was when yeah. they jammed a six-cylinder in the Golf. Now, yeah, you again,
0: know what? I I uh, I'll pay that one. Yeah, everyone, I agree. Uh,
2: yep.
3: Everyone's gone bananas about GTIs, right? And I must admit, I only looked at buying a GTI once. Honestly, there's too many of them. Like GTIs for the last 15 years, <laughs> they, come in what tart- about Commodores? they come in tartan, no tartan, they come in black, <laughs> red, blue, green, blue, light. then they come in leather, no leather, then they come in front wheel drive or four wheel drive. You can get 1.4 diesel, like there's too many of them. Whereas the R32, it was a six cylinder, I've actually driven one recently and always was a bit funny about them and was like, you know what? These are an awesome bit of kit. Again,
0: well. Yeah, you know what, Todd? The the GDI, the four wheel drive GDI, um, yeah. we've had a couple of customers that have had them uh, tuned. I think there's somewhere in Belcada yeah. that specialises in them. And they're a 12 second car.
3: That, yeah, like, but that's you, the later you, model. Like, I'm talking
1: yeah.
3: like. This is, you know, just just sneaks in to the sort of early noughties bordering on 2010, 20 you know, 2011. That's where, you know, like this is all the early noughties. So is
0: it is this your pick or that's the honourable mention? Well, that's or... actually an
3: honourable mention, but you know what? I'm going <laughs> to stick by this one now. <laughs> no, <know>? come on, <laughs> pick. Come give on, Todd. Pick. Come give on, give us
2: your pick. Don't be like.
3: That. Uh, my honourable mention was a um, the sort of 004 through to 06 WRX. But WRX because again, they, is that had, a Bug Eye? No, one, they call it the blog Eye. Well, but, well Blob Eye. One, one after the Bug Eye. The one after. One after. I was about to say
0: they had Because there's, there's been a lot of debate about whether the Bug Eye or the AU is the ugliest car ever made. Well, that's,
3: that's the thing. Subaru had it had it right with the MY99, MY2000, the old school shape we all know and love. Then they went and made it heavier, slower, and gave it a stupid set of headlights, <laughs> and no one, no one bought them. Like you can buy them for eight grand. You can buy an STI for ten grand, because no one wants them, right? Then the model after, they went, oh hang on, we done something wrong here. Bit of weight pulled out of it again, up the power a bit, and to me they're a good, they're a good bang for buck, again, because a lot of people want the later model with the 2.5 and the six-speed and the all the rest. So again, a future classic because you can get them at the right price. A lot of them haven't actually been thrashed or rallied into bloody trees, and you've got one. You've got yourself something pretty decent there.
2: So I must admit that is probably one of my favourite WRXs. That that particular yeah. one. It is a much smarter looking WRX.
3: Yeah, and I, and again, another thing is after that was all well, the Hawkeye, then the, the whatever they call it, on the Ugly Betty or something. I can't remember. They get bigger and fatter and slower again. And, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's my pick. <laughs> you know, I, can I just get back to Renee? Can we just get back?
2: Just, just briefly. Oh, no. oh,
0: I'm, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure that's something you've been wanting to do for a while. <laughs> just yeah. walk away, Renee. Come
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Todd. Just, just getting back to Renee. In all seriousness, all jokes aside, uh, her material, to my knowledge, is not uh, accessible by minors. Or, or anyone underage. So I, I have no issue with what she's doing. I, I thought it was a golden opportunity for V8 Supercars to really... Their statement, this is what they're <laughs> Supercars is aware... There was no pun intended there, but anyway. <laughs> Supercars is aware of the article regarding former Super 2 driver Renee Gracie. As Miss Gracie is no longer competing in Super 2, Supercars will not be commenting any further. So, by saying that, you're actually making a comment. It's, you're, you're, you're suggesting that uh, – well, you're not – by yeah. making that comment, you're actually making – by saying you're not making a comment, you're actually making a comment. All I'd like to say is that I think it's a, a good opportunity missed here, um, especially this year at Bathurst where we're looking at, you know, it may be hard to get Bathurst together. I would have thought that the opportunity was there to get Renee back into a V8 supercar especially when we're looking down at having Super 2s in the field, um, getting her back into a car and running some sort of promotion. Now, what she does is not available to, as I said, to minors and to people underage. It's, it's, It's all subscription. So I don't have an issue with it. And I think to bring eyes to the sport is what we need. That's just
0: if, if I may, if I may. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course I you mean. may. Of course you may. Oh wow. May. No. As as we have seen in my, you know, thirty odd year career of motor racing, um, the focus has been to uh turn motor racing from a blokes thing into a family friendly environment. Yep. And uh I think that this this is uh, would be uh, counterintuitive uh, yes. to go down that path. As far as getting more people to go to the track, um, it would probably work, uh, and and it would probably huh. expose, pardon pun, uh, motorsports to, to a uh, a new uh, uh, following. <laughs> but um, you know. You've got to understand that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Really well. Actually, I've got a statement I want to share with you guys. It comes from my days working um, uh, working for Paul Fennick in Fat Pizza. And it was a slogan that I came up with for the crew as a bit of a, uh, a, um, a pick-me-up when, you know, when we were feeling down. Um, you know, after we'd done a 60-hour you know, day, which was fairly common in those days. <laughs> and' and, and, it's, and it's this, and uh, it goes it goes like this: we the willing being being the crew willing to to do anything uh, we the willing led by the unknowing, have been doing so much with so little for so long that we are now capable of doing anything with nothing
2: I think I've heard that before, in fact I or maybe it was from you actually, it probably
0: was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: No, I uh, uh, agree wholeheartedly. But anyway, uh, anyway, look, that's the purpose of the podcast is to get different views across. And um, that's my view. That's your, view, your pod's view. There you go. Hey, we need to take a break. Uh, we'll be back right after this. We're going to cover off a couple of podcasts ago. We spoke about the top 10 list of Australian drag races in competition plus. We're going to go through number five to number one. So we'll be back right after this. All right, welcome back to the Talking Power podcast, episode eighty-seven. Um, if you're just tuning in, go back and have a listen to the interview with David Smith, and also don't miss the three from TNP, where I am bollocked for choosing a Porsche Cayenne. as like, was an honourable mention. I don't know if God. I should do honourable mentions just, anymore. Please uh, don't
0: don't ever mention that car again. Honourable any- mention. Any SUV made by a manufacturer that normally makes good cars. I you got a hallway as your background. what? What's,
2: <laughs> what? what's in
0: the Oh, trust
3: me, some people Todd's know what
2: from... <laughs> Oh, Todd, what are you doing? What's that from?
3: <laughs> from the movie um, The Shining.
0: Is it? Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, is, is, And, and yeah. Nick, you mentioned the top 10 list. I thought you were going to talk about the radio top 10 list there. I got excited. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about a couple of
2: podcasts ago. We discussed spots 10 down to six of the Competition Plus, a website we all love and we add to, www.competitionplus.com. Uh, they compiled a list of the top 10 uh, drag races in Australia of all time. So we discussed 10 down to six a couple of podcasts ago. I'm going to go through them again. Number 10 was Dave Grubnick. Number nine was Richie Crampton. Number eight was Kelly Betts. Number seven, Victor Bray. And number six, Peter Ridgway. We had a bit of conjecture about the, the, the Peter Ridgway one. We felt that there might have been some other, some other pro stock races that were probably in a position to be in that spot. Anyway, not to take anything away from Peter Ridgway. Uh, I think the world of him. I want to go through the top five. So number five, Eddie Thomas. No doubt part of the discussion there. I've got to be honest with you, the top four could have been in any order and no one would dispute. No one mm. would dispute the order. So, yep. number four, Graham Cowan. Number three, John Zapier. Number two, Jim Reid. Number one, Gary Phillips. You could put that top four in any order and really you, there's no argument. Yeah. Was that around about
0: what, what we kind of agreed to? When
2: Yeah. I believe that you said, I think you disclosed basically four of those uh Four of those top five, so yeah, no, no, most certainly. Gary Phillips, I think you had it number one, and that's how he. I mean, in championships one, there's really no other number one. Yeah, ones there. definitely, definitely.
0: To be, top yeah. Alcohol, he, he basically owned top, top alcohol for, yeah, you know, a very, very long time, and and still to a certain degree does now. So yeah, uh, no, well, that's great. Great to see Zap up there as well. Zap well was observed. in number
2: three, yeah, number three, and that's that is that is great for John Zappi. I think. You know, um, and I was actually surprised Graham Cowan, number four, probably would have had him in at number... Again, it's hard to put those top four into a different... Uh,
0: Jim Reed did do a lot of good for the sport uh, as well as, you know, did a lot of good on the track. Um, yeah. You know, Sydney Sydney Raceway really... Uh, he was pretty instrumental in that coming about. Obviously, there was Jeff, Jeff Crisp and other people involved um, as well, but uh, mm. uh, you know he's on track uh, and the whole Winfield Top Fuel series, etc. You know, uh, yeah, I can understand why he's positioned where he is on yeah. that list. Um, no, I think they they did a good job of that.
2: Mm. Yep, yep. So, if you want to go, you want to read about that, uh, head to www.competitionplus.com. Uh, just scroll through the news there and you'll be able to see that list. Otherwise, I'll share it on our Facebook page as well and you can have a look at it there, head to our Facebook page. Um, now, Simon, I wanted to talk to you about MotoGP. MotoGP, unfortunately, the Australian the Australian Grand Prix, as um, uh, MotoGP have withdrawn from that. Just wanted to know what your, your thoughts on that were. I mean, there's not a lot that, uh, in fairness to them. Um, there's not a lot that can probably be done, but yeah.
0: No, I think it's a it's a huge tragedy. But like you said, there's not really much they can do about it. As long as we fight to get the event back on track once uh, we have a vaccine or, or at least COVID uh, is under control. Uh, because it is a huge event. I, I would argue that it's probably our best motorsport event at, at this point in time. People would say that the, um, the Melbourne Grand Prix is. Uh, but, you know, I mean... MotoGP, you bring so many classes out here. You don't just bring the Formula One guys. You know, it's not just the MotoGP guys. You've got the Moto Two, the Moto Three guys, and it is incredible how relaxed and cool the atmosphere is on Phillip Island, and how you can rub shoulders with these guys. These guys that, you know, to a lot of people, including myself, are heroes. Um, when you look at the ridiculousness of the safety in motorsport now. Mm. If you brought out a class like motorcycle racing tomorrow, there is no way in the world that it would be allowed. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. chance, right? Yeah. You've got these Formula One cars that have got double pluggers on them now, you know, <laughs> at, at some some attempt to protect the driver. And then you put a, a, a guy on a, a, you know, 300 horsepower machine that weighs like 100 kilos with nothing other than a bit of leather and a helmet, and a helmet it's yeah. it's the craziest absolute craziest thing and then when you go to a track like philip island that's the only one that, that i've been able to go to and is you know relatively accessible to most australians um, in terms of cost and, and uh, actual ability to get there um, and you walk around that track and have a look at things like the ripple strips the whole thing just goes to the next level. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing it again in 2021. Fingers mm. crossed. Yep. Yeah. And uh, um, it'll be great. I mean, you know, look, we all, like like David and yourself alluded to earlier, there's been some changes. There's going to be some good things that are kind to come out of this. Um, there's going to be some time that was lost. Uh, it's, it, it's a sad thing, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Most certainly. Speaking yeah. of MotoGP, Quattrararo replacing Rossi on the factory at Yamaha. I just wanted to know, if you have any thoughts on that one as well?
0: Yeah, we've we've spoken about this a couple of times. I was pretty devastated when I I heard it, but I I mean, you know, when when do you get out of motorsport? Yeah. You know what I mean? When when do you call when do you call it quits? I mean, we're going to see some interesting things with this. If Cotero really shines, then, it, you know, it's, it's going to sort of be stating what a lot of people have been thinking for a while, um, that, you know, Ross, is, is, is it's time for him to move on. Um, but if he doesn't, mm. then it's going to question whether the Yamaha factory team is as good as, you know, the satellite team. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we always make that assumption, that the factory team is better. Mm. but we've seen it with V8 supercars or well, not with the supercars, but with the touring cars, uh, back in the day, the, the, uh, the big bangers, the, um, group C cars. Yeah. And, uh, during the transition to the group, a, um, series and, and onwards, we mm. did see, um, some, uh, private tier teams beat the factory teams. Larry Perkins is one that, that, uh, um, you know, springs to mind. Yeah, uh, And there's a few more that, are, you know, I can't think of it on the top Gricey. of my head now. But. Gricey. Gricey, yep, yep. yep. So, uh, and even uh, if you guys recall, Peter Brock in the Onger, uh Tirana, you know, that was a big one. That was a big deal because mm-hmm. he effectively got sacked from uh, HDT and, um, you know, they won Bathurst as a privateer team. I mean, yeah. that... That's a pretty big deal, man, because HDT, you know, say what you like, they definitely had the biggest budgets.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, just some interesting news there. And I just want to touch off on Formula One as well, just give you a calendar update. Since we last spoke, there is a calendar update to Formula One. So we are officially kicking off on the 5th of July from Austria, the Red Bull Ring in Austria. Round two will also be at the same venue the week later, so the 12th of July. And then we head off the a week later to Hungary. Uh, that'll be the 19th of July. Then the British, British Grand Prix, the 31st of July. And then the 70th anniversary of Formula One will also be at Silverstone the week after. So we've got a double header in Silverstone as well. Looking forward to that. Then we head to Spain for the Spanish Grand Prix, Catalonia, that's the week after uh, Silverstone. And then it's off to Spa, that's a two-week gap there, uh, uh, Belgium Grand Prix. And round eight, that's all we're going up to for the time being. That will be a week after Spa in Monza. So that is an eight-round calendar that Formula One have released and hopefully we can get away and we can get some racing underway. Don't sound too excited, guys. (laughs) Todd, are you even actually here? Like, are you you, you, you looking at something?
3: It's my virtual presence. No, I'm here. He's checking out uh, Renee's (laughs) website.
0: He's he's subscribed to Renee's website. He's (laughs) subscribed.
3: Didn't you see him pull
0: his credit card out before?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, we need to take a break and we'll be back. We'll close the show right after this we got lots to talk about still, so we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the and Power podcast episode 87. We're transmitting on 88.5 FM as well. Shout out to, to Rob and um, he gave away 88 toilet rolls on the weekend. Our friend Rob, Midnight Bob. 88
0: or, or 88 and a half? He'd actually, go at 88 and a half.
2: And a card of Corona <laughs> as well. So, Midnight Bob, thanks for that. We're um, Unfortunately, we were unable to get there, but um, doing a great job, Midnight Bob. And you can catch Midnight Bob every night on 88.5 FM. with some great tunes. So, make sure you tune in. And also, um, tune in to Jimmy Will Rock You. He's on Thursday. Uh, late afternoon as well so anyway what have you guys been working on i know simon you've been pretty busy um with all sorts of things do you want to elaborate a little bit on on the work you're doing on one particular yeah
0: I, I want to give a shout out to lance Karapetkov and uh uh the guys at the uh, the swan shire we uh, we managed to get some uh uh, building extensions all done. Lance took care of the uh, approvals, and uh, a few of the guys from work chipped in there. Um, uh, kind of the the business is is expanding. We want to be able to do more in house. We we need um, some paint preparation areas and so on. Um, and uh, basically, uh, the main reason that that we were sort of in a rush to get that all done and approved is um, we're at that stage with uh, Andy's uh, Mercedes. Uh, so we got that in, uh, in some primer uh, over the weekend. So that's, that's getting close to putting some color on and uh, getting the assembly done. Uh, a little bit of work on the Camry. Uh, just obviously we want to go a lot more uh, horsepower in the future. So trying to get a few things. Uh, I got some bits around it, um, at High Speed Engineering Uh, getting made up so we can beef the transmission up a little bit. Uh, Haven't had a chance to do anything with the motor yet. The BA, I've sort of got it to where we can start uh, pulling the motor out, freshen it up, and uh, been working on uh, uh, a way of controlling the power, a better uh, Mm. power management. Uh, Obviously, if we had the opportunity to run on a radial track like they they, uh, have for the meetings at uh, Willowbank Bank or um, at Sydney, we wouldn't need to worry about it as much because I, I think that those types of track, you know, will we'll handle the power that we're making. But uh, because the motorplex is uh, usually prepped for slicks at the national opens, and that's the only events that we can run the BA in, uh, I have to find a way of, of managing the power better. And unfortunately, you know, as you guys have seen, Even if I leave in top gear uh, with zero (laughs) degrees of timing, it still blows the tires off. So Mm. I've I've got some stuff going on there. Um, Aside from that, I'll tell you what I have been getting into. I've been getting into reruns of uh, Street Outlaws. And I've got to tell you what, I I watched the uh, Cash Days episode and, mate, hats off to Kai Kelly. I felt like I was watching us back in the day running the Datsun. (laughs) <laughs> when he solastic and vice gripped the top half of the intake manifold back on, <laughs> I think I say that. That was, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the most awesome thing. Like, you know, that show, you got to take, you know, sort of tongue in cheek uh, and with a dash of salt, because obviously it doesn't, I can't believe that they race on you know roads. It's obviously some sort of controlled environment um regardless of the prep i mean sometimes i look at how much rubber's down and how much glue's down and i think man that (laughs) doesn't look any different to the motorplex (laughs) but but, um you know to pull that off to celastic the intake manifold back on right you know that was like dude that that's not going to work but then to clamp it with vice grips, that was next level, boys. That was that was like you know, I, I, I had goosebumps
2: watching that. It was... Yeah, no, it's uh, look, I mean, it's a good, good, a bit of, bit of fun on a Thursday night to watch a bit of uh, Street Outlaws. I have, no, I have yeah. no issues, and I've got the, the DVD set as well, so I, I would be lying if I said that I don't uh, regularly watch that as well. Do you, do you watch the Memphis one? Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, I don't mind. You, oh. Yeah, I know you don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, no, I don't
0: mind. I, you, He's alright. I I, yeah, I dig it. The only thing I don't dig is the uh, the arm drop. Yeah. You
1: yeah, know, because I'm a I'm very much well. A, yeah. well,
0: you know, I, I'm a guy that that likes definitive things. You know, I'm not into um, uh, open-ended stuff or, or uh, you know stuff that's left uh, for ridicule. So if you, I mean, I, I saw Big Chief in a recent episode red light someone because the tire wound up before the light come on. Yeah. And I, I, I replayed it frame by frame and thought, yeah, the tire did wind up, but the car didn't actually move, mm. you know. Now, at the drags, as anyone that's raced knows, you know, if you wait for the green, it's too late. In fact, Andy Kales Andy uh, released a book not long ago. Uh, called uh, Don't Wait for the Green. It's
2: <laughs> mm, <laughs> quoting, yes. quoting me, yeah. <laughs> right?
0: Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a bit harsh. But nonetheless, it is what it is. I guess the idea is that you saw the light before you let go of the trans brake button. Mm. Um, but that arm drop deal, you know, like I, I, at first I didn't really like that JJ DeBoss guy, but I've kind of, he's grown on me. And, and yep. you know, the, the whole uh, the whole deal... You know, I, yeah, I think it's... um. But you know the one thing that disappoints me about all the, the Street Outlaws shows? What's that? Not enough blown cars. Not enough yeah. screw-blown Hemi cars in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah there
2: does seem to be a, a massive shortfall, of those sort of vehicles, isn't there? That Reaper
0: Camaro, I think that's a pretty serious bit of gear. It's a 767. I think he's got three kits on it. That looks like, you know, it's probably a low four second um deal. But uh and obviously when Daddy Dave had his drivetrain in the in the Corvette that looked pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. But but yeah, I I don't think there's too many I don't think any of them are three second
2: uh cars anyway. Mm. Yeah. I don't yep. think um yeah. The guy Disco Dean, I don't know where he's from. Texas, maybe Disco Dean. He's got a blown deal, but I don't think it's I don't think it's screw. I'm pretty sure he's roots. There, there was an
0: episode. Thing. There was an episode where I can't remember which ones, uh, but there was a screw blown big block chev. It wasn't a PSI. I think it was an old R R nine eighty Whipple on a big block chev and a Studebaker. Mm, yep. uh, and he just could not hook it up. It was it was nasty to watch. Like, it just yep. was blowing the tires off crazy. Yeah. And then in, in that same episode, there was a dude with a uh, 1471 uh, blown, looked like a 481X or something like that, in a Camaro. And that that actually, that went, that looked fast. Like, that looked scary fast. Like, yep. you know, uh, three-second potential um but yeah i mean there, there seems to be this big bias when they do have a blown card some puzzle with a 671 and two copies on it, you're going dude like seriously
3: you know what i mean
0: it's yeah. true
3: but i mean you huh. know well they all run those pro charger deals which they they go oh you know it's a supercharger but Nah, no, is look, hot, hot. I, don't,
0: I, I got nothing against the pro Charges, I reckon, yeah. uh, especially for that type of racing, they're a good deal because the way the power ramp's on, you know, th- that's the thing. We, we, like, anyone that's in my position that's got, uh, like, a screwblower and you're trying to – because with the radial deal, you need to control that power for that first, you know, probably, I don't know, seven or eight-tenths of a second. Yeah, um, you, you just can't, you can't do that because they don't boost ramp like a turbo car and you haven't got a gate that you can just open and bleed boost out. Mm. Um, you know, my thing goes from zero to like 47 pounds of boost, uh, you know, from idle in a, a few tenths of a second, you know yeah. what I mean? And if you leave on the, t- on the two step, it's already got over 40 pounds boost. The pro charger deal is not a bad deal. Like I, I think for that type of racing and for radial racing, um, uh, and no prep especially, I think um, it's not a bad deal. The nitrous deal and turbo deal, uh, I think, are very adaptable because you know you what those guys tend to do is they'll leave on one kit or leave on the motor and then bring one kit on, and then they'll have the buttons on the steering wheel. And I know it's a little bit you know fast and the furious. Yeah. Um, in in concept, but if you think about it, if you you know you only need to beat the guy, you don't need to drag him down the track,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, So so, you know, if you're out in front and he, he starts to get the edge, like a turbo car starts coming on, you're just banging on the kid, mm. you know. Yeah. Um. So, but that they often crash when they do that. I believe that that Daddy dad, Dave may have had. That happened to him, and I think there's another guy that's crashed. Um, you know, activating a second or third kit. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there. That's what I've been doing. I, I uh, like I said. I kind of like that guy now. I just don't like the arm drop. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speculative no, launching there. Speculative mm. red line. Ch- chase is the ace as well. I'm not a big fan of Chase is the ace, but anyway. Yeah, Chase, chase is a race.
3: Chase is, is, is a race, sorry. Yeah. Not Chase yeah. the ace. That's what chase is a about.
0: race. I, I think that's fair because if the other guy goes way red and you're dumb enough to run him down, uh, because, see, I'm the type of dude that would, would chase anyway because I, I, I want to run you down. I want to run you down and, and make, you know, at the, at the end, at the finish line, I want to go, dude – you left even before he lifted his arms and I still beat your You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mind that. I think that if, you got, if you've got the, the car to do it um, and the to go for it, then why not? But um, yeah. Yeah, I just think the, the light is a, a fairer way of um, – mm. and those guys, they don't mess around. Eh? If you're late on the tree, forget it. Mm. It's all over. Yeah. What about you guys? What have you guys been doing?
2: Todd, you go.
3: <laughs> um, I finally managed to get some money for a car I sold about six months ago. That's oh, the mr Yeah. So that's officially, well, with this new owner. It's not too far away from me, but it's with this new owner. Um, yeah. And then I put some stuff up for sale on Gumtree about probably six months ago as well and just on the weekend just gone had people ring me up didn't even haggle me on the price went oh I've still i've got it for sale i've got some cash see you later like no 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 nothing they just so i had a pretty good weekend actually it was actually like oh wow i've got rid of some stuff there's a car gone so consequently um there's a set of queer on order for the evo right now beautiful um and what did aha. you get I am going Teens after all that. Oh, yeah? I, was gonna I gonna thought go... you were going to get some XYZs. Nah. I was gonna, well, I was going to get some MCAs, which were Australian-made. <laughs> but um, I got offered a deal on some Teens I couldn't say no to. Cool. From from Japland. So, yeah. And then, so yeah, I'll be doing that over the next um, few months. And yeah, actually aiming for one of the Targa events. I don't think I'll make Targa Southwest, which... Sucks, I really want to make that one, but I just don't think I will, more more so a roll cage. I don't think I'll have the cage in time and in the car. And um, yeah, and he, and then I even got some work done on my 180. I sent my 180, 180 FX and Simon, I need to come and see you because we need to talk about something. You know, okay. <laughs> Ooh, I, I had an idea the other day. Some some stuff again. Some stuff fell on my lap, and now there's a bit of a crazy idea going on. So okay, I'm I'll, interested. We'll talk to you yeah. Now the yeah. big
0: question is: Have
2: you done the rear main on the Falcon, Nick? No, I took it back. <laughs> when we had the storm here, I took it back home to mum and dad's house. So oh. so yeah, no, I haven't done that. No,
3: no. When's it's the bar going, going in? No, no bar <laughs> going in. No, <laughs> Oh, my God. The discussions
0: that have been had about that car and what to do to it and how to do it.
2: Yeah. And here it is. No, no, the car will remain stock standard. That's i just got to sort that. Remember, I've got to get it back here. It's too hard to do it at mum and dad's house. But, yeah, with that storm arriving, I thought the front of the car I was a little bit exposed. So I thought I'll get it back home and I haven't bought it back here. So, And um, we're going to be test driving some new cars very soon on the podcast we're going to bring a new car review so that's exciting we're getting a little, looking forward to that as well so yeah. yeah that's that's what i've been up to um that's about it really nice anything else to add
0: um I don't know. We're going to, I'd like to add some
3: stuff, but but I'm not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've got i got a little bit of news. So I've got an email in front of me, hence I'm sort of looking off screen. You've um, been looking off screen the whole night. Well, anyway, sorry. Hey, ReneeGracey.com. Oh mate, no, we got a, the name freaks me out, but that's people that know me know why. Anyway, we'll keep that. Um, uh, Watering Sporting Car Club have announced that they are going to be running an event on June nineteenth. The first race meet. Um, they're going to try and limit spectators, which, sorry, Warraroo, won't be a problem. Um, but oh, Ty, they are come trying. That was a bit harsh, mate. Right? Hey, oh. I'll be there though. I'll be there, but I, we have to have our social distancing. And to be fair, you actually have to be a member to be allowed in, which is not a bad idea. Uh, they are planning on running the supercar round on the 30th of October and the 1st of November. At current the spectators that will be allowed will be paid members. They may open up more spectators at a later date. And media right. as well. Yeah. So, but they're actually, this the email I've got, they're actually kind of asking who's going to turn up because they have to, at the moment still comply to spreading the, the crowd out, you know, but that's good news. It's good news that again, Wanneroo can start some racing I know a lot of guys that had built cars for this year, that, yeah, they missed out on a good eight weeks' worth of racing. So, yeah.
2: I think that end of October period is going to be extremely busy for us. Uh, yeah. We're going to have Targa, we'll Targa West, obviously, on the 22nd to the 25th of October, and then we're going to have a yeah. uh, supercar round right on the last weekend of October. So I, I think we're in for a big, big October. We're going to finish off October quite, uh, we're going to be quite busy, no
0: doubt. But, I, can't yeah. find, I can't find com. I think you're lying to no, me. I just
2: I I I just made that up. But
0: I'll
3: I'll send you a video <laughs> later, Simon. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh <laughs> hey right? she's Sorry. like she's breaking the supercar rule book with some modifications, that's all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: subscribe, subscribe. Go to our website <laughs> ww We get some some signed Renee Gracie posters. (laughs) Yeah, we've promoted her quite heavily tonight. We should, shouldn't we, really? You should reach out to her, Nick. I am. I'm going to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm a big Renee Gracie fan. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Get to the website. Subscribe. Give us your email address. We will not bombard you. It's roughly once a week or once a a month we do a newsletter. And once a week we do a... um, just Hang in a second, go. guys. Hang <laughs> in
0: a second. Oh, no, here we go. All right,
2: and the other thing, one other thing I want to plug, this is a community service announcement for our listeners on the radio. It's a winter period. Check your tyres. We're heading into winter. We're starting – well, we are in winter now. The roads are wet. Check your tyres. Check your tyre pressure. Most passenger cars run at that 30 to 40 PSI mark. Check your wipers. Throw some water on the windscreen. If it's a dry day, make sure you – your wipers are able to remove all the water off the screen and not leave debris and dirt behind. Also, important to check your wiper fluid. It's not hard to do. Pop your hood. It's a white bottle. It's got a yellow cap on there, and it shows a pretty picture of windscreen wipers on there. That's the bottle. Fill that up with water, and just a little bit about this much morning fresh. Whatever
0: yeah, you wash. You, you don't need to use the morning fresh. Just make sure, sure. your blades and your, your water. And and as far as your tyre pressures go, there is a placard. It's usually on the driver's door or on the driver's uh, door sill. Uh, it'll be written there what to set the, the pressures yep. at. Um, that is the manufacturer's recommendation. Um, and yeah, please be careful, particularly on those first rains. We're in the clear now, but we're going to have a bit of a dry patch now for a few days. Mm. And when, when you get that first rain, it brings the oil up. Now, you know, when you go over the pits and they tell you, you've got to fix that oil leak. The reason is because that oil sits at the traffic lights on the ground. And then when we get that first rain and you're approaching those traffic lights and you go to brake, you hit that oil and you slide through and hit the car that's coming the other way. And it ends very badly for
2: everyone involved. Mm. It does. It does. And there's been a number of road traffic accidents in, in Western Australia recently that were not good. And we've had a number of uh, uh, fatalities on WA roads. The other thing I want to point out is the West Aussie wave. It's initiated by the state government and seven West media. For goodness sake, just wave. If you like if someone, you let someone in front, give them a wave. Or if someone lets you in the lane, wave. Give, give
0: them a wave. A wave. Yep. That's it. And, yeah. and if you accidentally cut someone off and you didn't mean it, just sorry, mate. Sorry, it's all uh, good. It. <laughs> Bit of a wave it's so there. It's simple.
2: I, as a lot of people know, I spend a lot of time on the roads in the country. Uh, when you get east of sort of Meckering, north of Mora, south of sort of uh, Bustleton that way, most people give you the wave, especially in the wheat yeah. belt. You just drive and yeah. give them a wave. You're just going the other way. It's a, just...
0: It's just courtesy. courtesy. It's, it's courtesy. It's what it is, and 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 yeah. uh, it keeps you awake. Um, you know. Now don't try it with kangaroos, because you <laughs> might think they're being rude when they don't, don't wave back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you are doing any country driving, seeing as our uh, border restrictions have uh, you know uh, been dropped somewhat, um, just keep your eye open for roos too. This time of the year, they're pretty unpredictable. They will head for the bitumen because it's
2: warmer. In the bush quite
0: often, uh, particularly around dusk and dawn.
2: Most certainly. Definitely. Yeah. They're on the move this time of the year. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, you've got to be really careful. All right, guys. Well, look, that's it. Um, If there's anything else you guys want to add, now's the time. Otherwise, we'll bring this one to a close. Ah, I'm just looking
0: forward to some uh, motor racing resuming at the motorplex. So the sooner that happens, (laughs) the better. Yeah. Most certainly.
2: All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time for Episode 88. All right, guys, thanks for that. Right. See, See you, out. Nick. See, See you, Tony.
0: and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5
1: FM, The Valley Comes Alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.